Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Notch 20 Review. I am your host, Sinstocular, and with me today is... Pookie. Otter. Units. And we are Final Show Films, and we're back from a very long hiatus that's longer than we intended it to be because, well, babies happened. And when babies happen, everything gets put off schedule. Yay! On the plus side, miniature humans. Yes, and they are in the room with us, so if they start crying, we apologize, but we are all parents. Uh, (laughs) He's waving at the microphone, but... The listeners can't. No, they can't see, see that because it's a microphone, not a camera. <laughs> but you know, he's he's waving at it. All right. Uh, so uh, today we're talking about Settlers of Catan. We we did record one copy, one version of this earlier, but it sounded like we were all underwater and drowning. So we 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 activated our scrub mode yeah. and decided to use the laptop mic instead of setting it to the actual professional quality mic that was sitting in front of all of us. Why you have to undermine everything? Actually, <laughs> we recorded it units. underwater in a pool. Yes, one very heavily pregnant lady underwater in a pool. <laughs> yes. That was a brilliant idea. Okay. In so, November. Explore the world of Catan. Journey to the unsettled wilds of the grand new world known as Catan. It's an es- it's an escalating, I almost said escalating, it's an exciting frontier, rich in opportunity. No place can be more perfect for casual adventure. Compete with two or three opponents to discover and settle the choicest lands and seaports. Gather resources, trade with friends and foes, and build roads and settlements. All in a quest to be master of Catan. Catan is Catan's a little different every time you visit. You'll always find it a land full of intrigue and surprise. Careful trade and clever building are your keys to success. Plenty of fast-paced player interaction. Fast-paced player interaction. That was a sentence they didn't say out loud. No, they never did. Is guaranteed. Win or lose, adventure always awaits in Catan. So yes, Settlers of Catan is a uh, two to is a uh, three to four player game. Theoretically, you could play it with two people, but it would be very not fun. Um, yeah. It would be very quick, though. Uh, in which it is a resource management and settlement building game in which you uh, try to settle the land of Catan, which is a uh, randomized hexagonal grid of uh, land resource tokens that are put together to form an island um, on which you can collect bricks, wood, sheep, wheat, and stone, uh, which you can then use to build settlements, cities, roads... Uh, buy development cards that can be used to uh, uh, play out knights, which allow you to do various effects with with another mechanic we're going to talk about in a second. Uh, Let you get more resources, let you trade resources, let you uh, and just sometimes just provide you victory points. Um, Settlements and cities are worth victory points, as are certain development cards, and uh, two additional special features the longest road and the largest army. In addition to all of that, there is a mechanic called the robber, which we'll talk about more in depth when we talk about the dice rolling, which we're going to talk about now. Um, so the way the game progresses, in order to acquire resources, you roll a pair of d6. And the d6 will come up with a number, and whatever number is rolled, uh, there are one to two tiles in Catan that are represented by that number. Anybody who has a city or a settlement on... Anybody who has a settlement on that number gets one resource per settlement. Anyone who has a city on that number gets two resources per city. Um, and basically you build roads along the outside of these hexagonal grids. On those roads you build city, you build settlements, which you can then upgrade into cities. Um, and if you roll a seven, the robber gets moved. 
The robber uh, gets placed on top of one of those hexagonal grids and blocks it. So that even if that number is rolled, you get no resources from it. And uh, if you place it on a grid on which somebody has built a building, you get to choose from the people that are on that, aside from yourself, and steal a resource from their hand. At random. At random. Uh, The knight, which we referenced earlier, allows you to move the robber without having to roll a seven. However, if you roll a seven and move the robber, in addition to moving it, blocking off a resource, and stealing an item... You also, anybody that has more than seven resources in hand... Including yourself. Including yourself, discards down to half. Because the robber takes that as their cut. Um, I think I just... That, that, that's, that's everything? Yeah, you can the, also the trade... The thing you, is you trading. Can, yeah, you can also trade... Uh, you can trade one-to-one or whatever deal you want to make amongst yourselves freely as often as you want. Uh, there are also ports where you can trade uh, between two-to-one of a particular item or three to one of any item and you can also trade four to one of any item uh to the bank so that's how you progress and how you get new resources that you might be missing because uh you may for instance like me um not have uh, a building on any resource that you need like i didn't have access to wheat the entire game so I had to trade from others, and if we had remembered that that would be four to one about the four to one rule, I could have done that, but I didn't because I had a buttload of stone. I was the most stoned player. So uh, you win by having ten victory points. at least ten victory points, uh, and if more than one person has ten victory points for some weird reason or another, uh, you the person with the most victory points win. Once, once somebody reaches 10 victory points, the, the victory cycle is triggered, and then you count up your hidden victory points and whatever. Um, so, we've explained the mechanics. Yeah, it's not a complicated game. Nope, so let's talk about our first impressions of it, which I know this was decades ago for some of us. Not decades, years ago for some of us. Uh, but we'll talk about our first impressions, starting with my wife, from whom I will take our baby so she can talk. Because when you're holding a baby, it's difficult to talk. He's very interested in uh, mommy's shirt. Um, first impressions. I think I played this game about four years ago for the first time. It was four years ago, 2012? Yes. Uh, somewhere around there. We'll go with that. Um, my first impression... It was a game I was interested in attempting because there are some games I will look at and go that looks way too complicated. I have no interest in attempting that because while I'm, you know, a very driven person, when I want to play a game and relax, I don't want to look at it and immediately go, I'm going to have to become, you know, an expert in a short amount of time. Um, so it was a game I was interested in. That was really my first first impression that was that was kind of it i thought the hexagons were cool okay you want to go next yes I pookie <laughs> um don't touch my shower <laughs> <laughs> sorry um I, it's his child. I, I think he's hungry i first played this game it was a while back um i found it very very easy to learn, I think. 
I'm I'm sorry. I'm so. This was a long time ago. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I've given this birth. Was a child. This is a child ago. Yes. Children take brain cells. It's okay. Um. It's their price. It. It was fairly easy to learn, and I liked it, but I wasn't overly crazy about it. Okay. My first impression was this is the new family game. It's kind of the updated Monopoly slash Risk. It's a lot sleeker, a lot cleaner, but it still has a lot of the sort of random elements. It's simple enough for lots of people to learn, complex enough to have a lot of strategy. It's sort of the all-around good family game night game without being a party game. Yeah, same, 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 same with me. I, like, I, I, I got strong Monopoly impressions oh. off of this uh, first time looking at it and playing it. Um, and by Monopoly impressions, we're not referring to the wanting to murder your no, spouse. No, 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 like, like, oh, this looks like a, this looks like something that might be related some way, yeah. somehow to Monopoly. And, and first play through it, now I would say it's more of a Euro-style game than a Monopoly game, but, but still, uh, that, that same original sentiment applies, where it's this, you know, this quick, well, supposedly <laughs> quick to play. Never actually quick to play, but supposedly quick to play. Well, and it's always um, quicker than Risk or Monopoly. Yeah. So. Uh, Which, anything. So, some, some games you know, have, of Risk and Monopoly have never been finished. It's, it's a resource management game in which you go around the table collecting resources and buying things. And, you know, and that's, that's, at its core, that's what Monopoly is. Just Monopoly is managing one resource, and this is managing five. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, that was the first question. Things we liked about the game. Uh, things I liked about the game. Um, trying to remember what I said last time. Uh, <laughs> I like I like the randomness of it. I like that you're never playing the same board twice because there are some. Because um, like with Monopoly, people you know there's the obvious uh, more advantageous, more lucrative, lucrative uh, spots, and they stay the same every game. And so if you know whoever gets those first, it's like well you know kind of tough luck for everybody else. Um, so it's a lot easier to create that foolproof strategy, whereas with uh, with Catan, um, since you're dealing with a random board all the time, you can't really plan ahead, and you kind of have to make up that strategy as you go and kind of decide your strategy based on what you've got. Um, I like the little guide cards. I don't know what they're actually called. Uh, development? Oh no, the, the the little reference cards. The reference cards. Thank you. Yeah. The little reference cards that remind you this many this many of this resource equals a road, and this many of this equal source equals a city, and this many of this resource equals this. Yep. It it's very it's very helpful. Speaking from someone you know who like because I would be constantly be that person going like, what do the rules say again? How many of this does it say again? And I don't like being that person. Yeah. Like. I feel like that just is a hindrance to other people's fun. Uh, so I can just quietly look on my thing and go, oh, okay, you know, I need another wheat and another sheep, and then I'll be good. Um, so I enjoyed I enjoyed that part. It's a very, very user-friendly. And um, I'm going to stop there, otherwise I'm just going to keep rambling. Mm-hmm. So that, that works. Right. Pookie? What now? Things that you liked. Things that you liked yes. about the game. Probably um, just sort of zoned out. I'm sorry. She has a newborn and she hasn't I slept. Be quiet. Sleep much. That's, That's okay. Nice. That's okay. 
Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to keep making up excuses involving a baby. You um, can. You're allowed. That's what they're there for. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now. What, what did the, I like about things it? What you like yeah. about the game. Um, what, what did you like about playing the game? Uh, it's an easy game to play. I like the interaction between players. Um, I, I like being able to trade with the different players for what you need. That was very useful. Um, I think that's about it, really. Right. Uh, favorite parts of the game, it's one of those games that you can play with anybody, and it, it, it's a game where no one really... Ha- it, it's a game where somebody with a whole lot of experience will consistently win, but they won't consistently trounce everybody, you know? It's definitely possible for somebody who's just learned to pick up on things quickly or to, you know, get a lucky break or to, to do that sort of thing. So it's it's a it, it it plays the part of family game very well because everyone can play it, everyone can enjoy it. You know, you can put as much strategy in as you want to, or you can just have fun. And you might not win if you're, you know, just having fun, but you won't get trounced. Yeah. And multiple strat, you know. As yeah, I think we talked about, like multiple strategies can work too. Like, there's no one strategy to yeah. to win. Yeah, it, it, it's pe- not chess, right? Yeah. There's not an opening move that is correct, right? That, so this is that's reassuring. So you're not you can just kind of go with the flow and not think it's like, oh, I shouldn't have made that move because now I'm screwed for the rest of the game. So yeah, yeah, and uh, those you know these are all things that I I, I liked a lot. I do like the randomness of the island. I like that it's not the same. It doesn't have to be the same island every time you play. We played the default island that's in the book, but <clears throat> you can totally shuffle them up however you want to make it a more optimal, balanced play, or to make There's it... There's an app a, for that. Or, or to make it a location ba- like a, you know, you can make it a, geogra- a geogra- geographically satisfying build where, you know, all the sheep are in one area and all the stone is in one area. Or you can turn the tiles upside down and deal them at random. Yeah, you can do them at random as well. You can do anything that you want. Um, and I and I do like the interaction, and I, and and that the strategies are vast and varied. Um, like there aren't there aren't necessarily tons and, and like millions of strategies that you can do, but any strategy you come up with tends to be a viable one. There's there's because there are so many ways to get victory points. There's no like you said earlier. There's no correct solution. And the babies are talking in unison. It's weird. Um, they're communicating. They're communicating solely via groan. It's weird. Um, but yeah, uh, so pretty much we're pretty much all in unison on the things that we like about the game. Now what? Now let's talk about things that we don't like about the game so much. Uh, I don't like the fact um, that when you have the robber, or when you roll a seven, that it takes away... If you have more than seven, it takes away your stuff. Because one of my most common strategies is... I'm very much a planner. Um, That's just part of my personality. And so I'm looking ahead to see, okay, if I want to build... If I want to upgrade to a city, I have to, you know, have this, this, and this. And, um... And then somebody rolls a seven or something like that, and I have more than seven cards, and I have to give up stuff, and that just ruins all of my plans. It puts me in a foul mood, and I have to kind of start from, I have to start from the, you know, I have to start over again. And to me, that you know, it just feels kind of, you know, because they're that person is already stealing a resource, 
like I don't know I don't necessarily feel that it's advantageous to have more cards than somebody else like I don't get that I don't get that rule I mean I understand you don't want somebody hoarding all the stuff but um, and, and, and that's the, exactly what it's there for is to keep you from hoarding all the resources but it's like it's, it just feels kind of unfair that you know if you're not hoarding a resource you just happen to have seven or more cards you know that you have to give away half your stuff it just then you have to make some hard decisions and I don't like that and sometimes you end up with 12 sheep without trying yeah that's true um, they got friendly really fast. <laughs> sheep pop, sheep populate very quickly. Apparently. Um, but I also... Um, oh, there's another thing. I did not like that the, the rule about the settlements having to be like a certain... Oh, yeah. how, how easy it is to get blocked in. Blocked in, yeah. yeah. So, uh, one of the rules of building that I forgot to go over previously, you can't build a settlement within two spaces of another settlement. And that's corners of the hexagon. Basically, you, you go from corner to corner along the grid of the of hexagons. Um, you build a settlement on a corner and a road on the line between. Except you also can't cross. Yeah, you can't build, you can't build um, within two corners of each other or within a corner of each other so you have to go one then two corners away and you also can't build through another person's road or settlement and i also the other part of that is like when you're upgrading from a settlement to a city but you have to build you know you have to build a road in addition to that it's like what if i just want to upgrade the city why do i need another road it just well you can upgrade you can upgrade oh, no, a settlement yeah, to a city you, without when a road. you want to build another settlement and you have to connect it to everything else right yeah. it just those those little those little nitpicky things just annoy me. But and I think the little figure that plays the robber is very creepy because it's non <laughs> it's it's humanoid, but it doesn't have a face, and I that really bothers me. Pookie, I, I was gonna say I don't like the fact that the robber looks like a faceless babushka doll. She <laughs> <laughs> does. Can we all just agree right now? None of us like the robber in a variety of ways. Yes. <laughs> Looks like it can stare into your soul, and it doesn't have eyes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I don't like that. Here, baby. One of the main ways to get resources is based off of luck. Yeah, right? off and of whatever roll someone rolls. And by one of you mean the only way to gain resources. Well, you can trade, but yeah, it's the only way to gain resources. And then I ended up stuck with all these sheep. <laughs> you were the sheep queen of Catan. That's, that started out with names and then just went to numbers. <laughs> well, I had one, so I named him, and then I had two, and then they had babies. <laughs> so it's like, you're babies one, babies. two, three, four, five, six. Like you, your turn goes by, you get two sheep. You come back to your turn, you have 12 sheep. What <laughs> happened? After a while, I'm naming them Lamb Chop. Chicka, wow, wow. Right. Um, I think that's the main thing I don't like. Uh, yeah, my biggest complaint is the primary mechanic is randomness because it's the rolling the numbers and if you don't get your number rolled a lot early on and, you know, statistics are great but when there's sixes and eights which are each statistically the same probability on a 2d6 Katie and I are on the eight Jan and Holly are on the sixes 
And guess what number never got rolled? <laughs> well, no, it got rolled after the robber was on it. And the D8s got rolled, the eight, sorry, the eight got rolled a lot early on. And so Katie and I skyrocketed forward to sort of building right, things. Right. And then by the time sixes started getting rolled, Katie and I had already built settlements and cities on them and were profiting right. from everything. Because once you start growing, it's an, you get an economic snowball effect. You right. start getting more and more and more. And catching up is really, really hard in this game. And so it's not only random, it's punishing. And yeah. then I and then I just kind of you kind of look at have to look at the people across the table and go, "I'm sorry." <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I rolled a 7 and the only thing you had going for you is now destroyed. I mm, dice. Yeah, so my mm-hmm. I'm going to condense all of my complaints into one. The game is 50% feel bad. It really is. Because the, the the way to get resources is through dice rolling. And if the numbers that you're camped on aren't rolled, you're not getting those resources. And I understand that as a, I understand that as a mechanic because it, it's hard to make a it's hard to make it challenging if that's not random. I get that. I understand that. Um, but like I feel like there could be a, there could very easily be a solution to that being you know roll the dice or take one thing that you're on. Like, because you're actively harvesting these things, and in the real, in like a real world simulation, if you're harvesting crops, you're going to get crops. It's or not it, luck of the draw whether or not you successfully raise a sheep. Or if you roll the dice and then it's like, in lieu of building anything, I spend my turn getting harvesting. one yeah. resource. Yeah, right. it's or like I, it slows me down, but I but really need that one resource. wheat exactly. And the second thing is the robber. Um... The like the robber I think is the biggest mechanically designed feel bad in the game. It's 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 a targeted missile of bad. You the robber serves no purpose other than to make other players feel bad and potentially to make you feel bad too. Like I'm a pretty competitive person, but I still hate having to ma- having to move the robber. Right. Because he blocks a resource. And, and because resource gathering is random, if he blocks the correct resource and you start rolling that number, you're just not able to do anything. Which is what happened with us. It's like Because the robber got put on a six, which was the one that I had and the one that Holly had. And we started rolling sixes. And there was another six on the other side of the board that you guys were getting some benefit off of, but we were just getting nothing. So when you when you got, when you rolled eights, you both got resources, and Holly and I didn't get anything. And then when we rolled sixes, you guys got resources, and Holly and I didn't get anything. So it's it's like sort of a the robber encourages this cycle of, I guess I'm not doing anything it, right it, now. It's also part of the problem that I mentioned, where once you're bat, once you're down, it's hard to the get game back wants up. to kick you. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like the the fact that that. The, those two things combined, the robber and the randomness of the random resource gathering, with no other ability to generate resources, is just not fun for me. And I definitely don't like it. But, um, so we've talked about things we do like, we've talked about things we don't like, now we're going to talk about the materials. Uh, there's a lot of cardboard in this box. Um, hang on, I think I've got a list. I'm pretty certain I have a list. There's a lot of cardboards yeah, okay. and a, a lot of cards. 
Where's the list in this? Do you know? Oh, here it goes. Hang on. So there are 19 terrain hexes, 19 plots of land that, that produce Catan, uh, five resources. Um, hang on. There's like a hundred and some odd cards. There's six border pieces, 19 hexes. There's another 19 um, number thing because that's one for each die. And then there's the six reference cards, and those are also printed yeah, on the same cardboard. Yeah, so cardboard. Ni- ni- 19 terrain hexes, six C-frame pieces, nine harbor pieces, because the harbors can change as well. The right. ports can change. Uh, 18 circular number tokens. That's the ones that indicate what number each terrain is to, when you roll it. 95 resource cards. Those are the five resources, which is why, because there's only 95 of them, and that's evenly split amongst five resources, that's why the robber removes your stuff if you have over seven. Because it's a limited amount of resources, and you have too much, other people might not be able to get resources. Because if you roll a thing and there's no resource available, you just don't get it. Um, uh, 25 development cards, 14 of which are knights or soldiers, 5 of which are victory points, and 6 of which are progressive progress cards, which build roads, give you resources, things like that. Um, 4 building costs cards, which is our reference card that, that, that Katie talked about earlier, that Otter talked about earlier. They're great. Um... There are the longest road and long and largest army cards. Which the longest road, if you have the consecutive, if you have if you have the consecutive longest single road, uh, starting at five pieces, I think. Yeah, they started starting at five pieces. You get the longest road, and if you maintain the long, if you maintain the longest singular road, you keep that, and that's worth two victory points. Um, largest army, if you played three knights. Uh, then you get that, and if you continue to play, if you continue to have more knights that you have played than everybody else, you keep that, and that's also worth two victory points. Um, 16 cities, four of each color, 60 roads, 15 of each color, two dice, one robber, and then the booklets. There's a lot of stuff in this box. And it's well organized. It's very well organized. The the internal layout, we've talked before about the internal layouts of boxes being bad. Um, this is one that's actually very good. There's a place for everything, and it's very obvious where they go. Um, everything fits nicely. There's room to stick your hand down underneath them and pick up, which is and good. And it goes just below the indentation, yes. which means your finger goes under it, not just next to it, leaving the last one in there awkwardly, unless you have long fingernails or something. Exactly. Um, and the, you know, the box is nice. There's not a lot of art. No, a lot of the art's very generic. And, um, the terrain tiles... Are, are not strongly colored. Like, y- you look at things like the plains are green, the farmlands are green with yellow, and then you've got the steppe, which is green with brown. And, you know, you look when you look at them, it's obvious what they are, but at a glance, they kind of blend together. Yeah, uh, they, they use a, the same four colors. I wish they'd been kind of color-coordinated, like give one a, a, a different, like a yellow border. Well, I mean, they, they are color-coordinated in a sense, but... They color coordinated using different very different using amounts of the same colors. Brighter colors. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, that could that, like it, it, it's going for this realism look, like sort of a Carcassonne look. It's very Carcassonne look, but I feel like it would have benefited more from a cartoony look than 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 what it has, or even just a more. This is a game look, not even necessarily cartoony. Just like we bordered these things, yeah. or we've we've put some symbol or something that makes it at a glance that's what that is that's yeah. what that is that's what that is instead it looks more like a map because the the cards are have 
outlined colors that are really hard to distinguish from each other because they're all very muted, pale. Yeah. Everything is everything is the most neutral version of what it could be. Yeah. It's not exciting to look at. Yeah. Um, the art's not real good, but, I mean, it was... Uh, I think we, we determined it was... Uh, when it, on release, it was worth about $40, $50. About and 40 it was forty. And it was forty on release, and you can find it now for thirty to twenty-five dollars. So, I would say that's worth the price uh, for the amount of replayability that it has. Uh, even even with all the irritate, irritants, it's still a pretty good game. It's still a pretty fun game, and I would recommend this over Monopoly any day. It's a great. It's a great. That's true. It's a great family covered game. It's like you've got you know you've got the games that you play with your gaming friends, and then you've got the games that you know you set in the entertainment center or something that you pull out on family game night and have fun with siblings and stuff like that and there's a certain amount of fun uh when describing when you're trading things like we i mean and this isn't part of the game but when you when you trade you literally turn four or four or you know between between two and four of a resource into another resource so you're you know you're mulching these sheep to make bricks or whatever or Uh, i i I had a wood empire and then i had the wood trading so i could turn two wood and anything it's like i will animate my wood into sheep now yeah you know so there's, there's a lot of fun to be had just sort of uh, at the expense of the mechanics, but um, so that's a fun family game. So let's go into our final opinions and review scores, uh, starting with Katie. Uh, sorry, I'm also burping, burping a child. A, burping a child at that point, so uh, pardon my uh, thumping. Yeah, um, I I enjoy this game. Like I said before, you know, I I appreciate because uh, I think also, uh, units alluded to this earlier. Um, when the last time we played this, we both, I came, we, well, he won, but I came, I was like right behind him with. She like, was winning ne- on her next turn. On, yeah. I was like, yeah. All of us like, were. Except for, awesome. except for Holly. But, um, but we all had very different, you pointed this out. We all had very different, I have a very different strategy than, than units does. Um, when it comes, to, when it comes to playing, but we still were able to arrive at the same Conclusion. I like the fact that because there's some games where you just have to have a one particular strategy to to make them work, and there's really no not a whole lot of wiggle room. But with the, a game like this, you know, you find a strategy and you work with it, and it's successful. You fine tune it, or you know, you completely change it up and say, you know, I want to try it this way. And there's more than one way it can work. Um, and I enjoy the randomness of it. You know. Minus the, you know, minus the gripes I had about it earlier. Um, eh, so I'm, I'm really, really wavering between like B plus A minus. I'm thinking I'm leaning towards more. Ble- so uh, if, if, if it'll help you, we'll go through just because it's been a while and the audience might forget, have forgotten uh, the, our, our, our grade scale of how we determine what our grades are. Um, an A in general, is a game that we always want to play every day, all the time. Splendor was an A for most of us. Mm-hmm. Um, a B is a game that we'll always play if it's offered, and sometimes we, you know, we will actively seek out to play it, but not all the time. Um, it's a game that you know we will we'll never turn down a B game. Mm-hmm. A C game, it's there. It, 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 you know, it's it's it could go either it could way. go either way. You could you could. It's you could fun do. because of the company you keep. It doesn't detract. Playing the game does not make the experience of having company yeah, less fun. Yeah. A D is a game that you'll play if other people really like it, but you would rather you. It's not the game you would suggest. 
and an F is just no. I will actively not... I would rather sit in this room and not do anything. Yeah. Than attempt to play this game. That's how I feel about most things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, sorry, I'm sitting here while units and Sistaku go back and forth. I'm like nodding off at the feeding the baby. Yeah. Um, see, thank you. Thank you, Pookie. She and I are in the same boat. Uh, but um, on that on that case, I'll give it a I'll give it a B plus. Like I enjoy playing it, and I would play it most of the time it's offered. And I think that you know I'm you know I enjoy getting better at it because one of these days I am going to win it. I've never won it before. I've come like in second place a whole lot. Like every time you've played it, you've been in second in place. place. I'm like I I I need to you know, and so now I am being a stubborn donkey and want to you know want to push ahead and finally get first place yep. so b plus um i think i would give it a solid b okay i'd play it if it were offered i probably wouldn't go out of my way to play it though yeah uh i'm wavering between the c plus and the b minus because when your tagline is good monopoly <laughs> eh when your selling point is better than Monopoly. I guess not. I enjoy Monopoly, to clarify. I do too. But it's a very different type of exercise. So Monopoly's a C for me. Uh, I don't know, man. Monopoly's weird. It depends on how you're... It, it depends it, on my mood. It regardless. depends on who you're playing with. Back to Catan, I would have to go with the... B- minus. Just because I'll play it if it's offered, and I'll enjoy it while it's being played, but um, for for the most part, it's not a game that I'm never going to suggest Catan. Yeah. But I'm never going to be disappointed that we're playing Catan. Yeah. So it's certainly not a C. It's a B. It's a, it's in the B range, but it's not something I'm going to suggest. So B minus. Yeah. Um, mine's a solid B. Like, yeah, it's a game I will I will enjoy playing. It's a game that I will play a lot of. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of issues that the game has that detract from it being a much better game. Um, and so, yeah, that's Settlers of Catan. Uh, so we have been Final Show Films. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you all next time. Uh, if you like what we do and you, and you want to support us, you can check out our Patreon page at patreon.com. If you want to see more, you can go to our website at finalshowfilms.com and also our YouTube channel at youtube.com. Um... Uh, if you want to support us on a monthly basis, please go to our Patreon page. We appreciate all of our patrons, especially our $25 supporters, Chris Comfort and Antitonic. Uh, if you want to uh, support us, but not on a monthly basis, just want to do a one-time donation, you can go to the website and click the PayPal Donate Now, donate now button and check that out. Thank you all f- for listening, and we'll see you all next time. Say goodbye, everybody. Adios. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.